are listening to Fanholes, a podcast for fans by the fans. Secret Brothers. I have clinical. You guys are like wasting my time right now. Hey, baby. What's going on? This is my microphone voice. <laughs> Where do you buy those at? I need one. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I didn't invent honorable mentions, mister. <laughs> I have a headset. It looks way cool. You should all be jealous. I, uh, we are. I'm with Mike on that one. I'm a woman! <laughs> it is our show. It's called Fan Holes, not, you know, what you guys want. <laughs> <laughs> We do a podcast? What the fuck? Diggle, I need your help. I don't know, Oliver. The last time I trusted you, you put my wife and kid in danger. But I guess I'll trust you again. I just need you to listen to the Fan Holes podcast with me. The pop culture podcast made for the fans and by the fans? I don't know, Oliver. That sounds like a bad idea, but I'll do it anyway. I think you should also wear this safety helmet, Dig. Oliver, that helmet looks stupid and I don't need it, but I'll wear it because you asked me to. Diggle, you have not failed the internet. Hey guys, welcome to another exciting episode of the Fan Holes Podcast. We're here tonight to talk about some pretty interesting uh, TV shows, not just any TV shows. Um, I'll get into exactly the specific genre we're going to get into after I... Let you know who's here with me. I am, of course, Tony. Um, I'm going to be your host for this evening. And I got one of my fellow fan holes here with me. Uh, go ahead and give a shout out for me, please, sir. I don't know, Tony. I don't know if that's a good idea, but I'll do it anyway. It's Mike. <laughs> you're going to do it anyway because you're my friend. Um, uh, if you could pick. You got Tony. You, you, you got to be like, you got to wear this safety helmet while you do this podcast, Mike. <laughs> it's for your own good. Here's a little bitty dark gun, too. Um, it's, it's adorable and cute. You'll love it. <laughs> if you haven't figured it out yet by uh, Mike's impression, we're going to be talking about comic shows. Uh, that was, of course, uh, our good friend Diggle that uh, Mike was doing. He of the awesome helmet. Um, <laughs> there's a bit of a big resurgence of comic TV shows uh, over the years. There, there's like Batman '66. There was like you know the. Uh, Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, and of course there was Smallville. Smallville kind of kickstarted it again, where it was like cool to have, have like a TV show. Um, Smallville, we will not talk about tonight. We've already talked about it before, and, and never again. Um, but I, I think one of the biggest like resurgences was with Arrow. So we're going to be going you know, talking about that. But there's also Flash, Ages of Shield. We're gonna we're gonna go into all like I guess you'd say the modern comic shows. We're not going to talk about any of the ones from the. Uh, Early aughts, as the uh, hipsters like to say. So, uh, but uh, with Diggle being our, our first reference, I guess we should go into Arrow first. My name is Oliver Queen. After five years in the house, I returned home with only one goal: to save my city. But my old approach wasn't enough. I had to become someone else. I had to become something else. I had to become the Green Arrow. Uh, it is one of the longest-running shows as of this point. It's uh, you know on season four. Uh, that's also one of the impetuses of doing this episode was 
we had a lot of series premieres at the time of this recording. We had Gotham a couple weeks back, and this uh, week as we're recording, uh, tonight was actually the uh, series, uh, not series, but the season premiere of Arrow, and last night was the series premiere of Flash. So we just thought it was a good time to kind of catch up with our favorite uh, heroes in spandex. So um, like I said, we're going to start with Arrow. Arrow was an interesting like concept because he's more of a street-level hero and stuff. Um, Mike, what do, what do you think about Arrow when he first came onto the scene on a TV show? I know Derek was a big champion of it at the beginning. Yeah, he he was probably the reason I like checked it out because I don't know, I didn't much care for Smallville. So like when I when I heard of Arrow and like I remember we saw some like like casting sheet or something for it and it like listed all the characters. I remember we were all like, what? Like, Ollie has a little sister, and his <laughs> mother is a stepdad, and like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, and they, I don't know, like, it just didn't seem very appealing. Yeah, De- like, Derek watched the first few episodes and told us, you know, he, he thought it was pretty good, so I ended up watching it, and I, yeah, like, I, I eventually I decided it was a good show, and like, season one, I kind of drifted in and out. I watched an episode here and there. But, like, starting with season two, I like, started watching it faithfully. You know, I, I don't think I will stop now until it ends. So, like, you know, it's, it's enjoyable, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I was kind of like you. I, I kind of drifted in and out of season one. It wasn't because it was bad. I just, I don't know. I'm weird about TV. I have to really get invested in it. Um, but, yeah, season two really did kind of grab you by the balls. It was a really good season. I think you mentioned before, season three is, you kind of fizzled out near the end, but not to the point where you're like, butt hurt. You're not like, you know, oh, I'm never watching it again. Yeah, it was it was a lot more exciting earlier on in season uh, uh, That That mid-season finale, though, that, that stabbing from Rash al Ghul, uh, Race al Ghul, that was that, that should have been a season, that should have been a you know season ender, not just a mid-season thing, you know. But Yeah, that would have been yeah pretty intense, yeah. Yeah, you know, you get what you get. Um, well, I, I remember we all, like, everyone was, like, speculating, you know, like, oh, well, obviously, you know, Oliver's going to get put in the Lazarus pit, and he'll be re- resurrected or whatever. But no, it just turns out he survived, like, a, like, whatever, like, few hundred feet dropped to the bottom of a cliff and an impaling and magically got better, so whatever, but. Well, it's it's because of the, the the magical abilities of I'm not Katana yet, Katana. Um, <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, well, I think that's because of the approach they took, even from season one, is like th- this series came pretty much on the heels of the uh, very very popular uh, Batman Begins and the Dark Knight um, first two episodes, uh, first two episodes, first two movies from uh, Christopher Nolan. And the main concept behind those movies is, like, what if Batman was real, or as real as we can make him? You know, like, Batman gets his ass kicked, you know? He has, like, a really big-ass fucking tank for a car instead of, like, a sleek Batmobile. And I think that's what they were going for with Arrow, because they, they have tried to stay, stay really true to that for a lot of the seasons. I know in season four they've said they're kind of embracing a more superhero-esque uh, uh atmosphere but for the first three seasons i think they really were trying to do kind of a street level superhero kind of thing yeah i agree with that like they were they were definitely aping like the nolan movies quite they were crushing on those pretty hard i think and 
I think they kind of improved on some of the concepts seen in the Nolan movies. Like, I always thought it was a good idea for, like, Oliver to use, like, the voice changer, like, when he yeah. was, like, the arrow. Like, it, much better than, as uh, Brian likes to call, like, Christian Bale doing his, like, Scruff McGruff voice or whatever. Oh, you can Yes. Yeah, 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 and and that, that that kind of stuff was cool. Um, however, I mean, I know you're not a huge DC fan, but even you know some of these guys, um, because they're just so well known. Like the first two seasons, especially season two, which you know brought him more to the forefront, was uh, featuring way uh, Slade Wilson, the uh, the Terminator, Deathstroke, the Terminator, and I really liked his arc because he did start off as a sympathetic character. He, him, and Oliver were friends on the island. Um, if you're not a big fan of Oliver Queen. One of the one, basically his origin story is the reason he becomes Green Arrow. Originally, he was stranded on an island pretty much by himself, and he learned to survive by you know burning archery and making arrows and stuff like that. Uh, and this, he's more of like a mercenary type or a playboy type. In the beginning, he's like a playboy type, but he becomes kind of a mercenary character as he's like stranded on this island because of uh, Slade Wilson. And they they built up a pretty good arc with them, you know, for the first two seasons. I think that's what really paid off. It was like a two season story almost. Yeah, you knew, you know, eventually Slade was going to become, you know, death. He was going to put on the mask or whatever and, you know, probably lose his eye. And you figured something was going to happen. And, yeah, I think it, it was a good build-up to him. Yeah, and he, and the, the actor, uh, you might have to tell me uh, who the actor who plays him is. Oh, uh, Mamu Bennett, I think. Manu, Mamu, I forgot. Yeah, but uh, but he yeah he, I should probably I should I should probably look it up because he seems like the type who would like track me down and beat me up. <laughs> I know, right? But but yeah, well, Mike looks at it up. Like, say my name right. <laughs> say it right. Say it right. Um, but yeah, well, Mike looks at it up. Yeah, like he was he was great in the role. Like you know, a, a lot of us comic fans are used to uh, Slade being this kind of white haired, white goateed, and mustache. Uh, like a gentleman outside of his costume and very merciless and cruel inside his costume. This guy was just pretty much merciless and cruel in you know in both his everyday life and his uh, costume life. Yeah, he seemed like a. I don't know. It, I guess it took me some getting used to. I was like when I first saw him, I was like, wait, Slade's not a like you know like upper middle aged guy with gray hair and like you know. He's uh he's this like more I guess middle aged guy with a accent or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but but yeah, but it, I think it definitely worked. It was a pretty fresh take on the character. Um, one thing I also liked, and a lot of people, I, I think they're kind of hit or miss on him. I guess just because of saturation, because he does seem to be everywhere. He was in wrestling this past month on WWE. But um, a, a lot of people, you know, credit the fact that Arrow does so well because of Stephen Amell. He's, he's of course Oliver Queen slash Arrow, and you know, say what you want, but you know, he really does deliver. He's he's a really good actor. Yeah, like I, I admire his like dedication. Like I like all those like he posts all those like videos of him how he his workout regimen like for the show and stuff like that. And, yeah, I really like, you know, he really kind of got into the role. Yeah, as, as far as I know, he does pretty much like the majority of his own stunts, right? Yeah, it seems like it. or it, 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 He certainly does a huge, like, physical, like, aspect of the job. So, you know, mad props to him. I mean, I'm not going to say he's, like, the greatest actor in the world, but, you know, I, 
I think he he is elevated by like his supporting cast basically. Like they they pretty much you know make up for any deficiencies he might have as an actor too. So. Well, I guess we should talk about the supporting cast. There there is a large supporting cast. I remember you were saying, you know, Oliver has this like. It seems like, you know, extended family in the beginning almost. It's like yeah. more, more so than in the comics, yeah. But uh, the two main primary, uh, I guess you'd say, supporting characters are Felicity. I forget her name, too. I, I, I watch these shows, and I just enjoy the characters. I don't really keep up with the names. Um, but Felicity is very attractive. She's also got that whole nerd slash hot thing going on for her. And I, I know that some people, very few people, don't like her. But by the majority, it seems the fan base is really taken to her. And it's because she's capable and she's very funny, too. Yeah, Felicity's like a very, I don't think, like, I think she, like, from what I remember, she just kind of started off as, like, a one-off character or something, like, in season one, like where she just showed up in one episode and she had to help him. And then she kept coming back, and then eventually she became, like, a main cast member, so... Uh, yeah, I think she was very likable, and her and Oliver, I guess, are easy, like, what they like to call, like, ship bait, or whatever. Like, yeah, they yeah. Together. Like, certainly more than, like, a lot of other, like, of Oliver's, like, love interests on that show. Like, like Which is money, yeah. Yeah. But. And, uh, the, the, the girl who may or not be Talia, Summer, Summer Glau, um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, they dropped that real quick. Um, and, of course... There is the guy we just keep making fun of, and it's not—it's not out of—it's not done out of meanness. It's done out of love, and I, I call him Agent Diggle. I just like calling him that. Um, <laughs> but uh, Diggle is is pretty much like kind of like uh, the uh, Queen Foundation's security expert kind of guy. He's—he's he's been into shit before, and he brings his expertise. And there is a lot of good episodes with Diggle because Diggle is supposed to be kind of a counterpoint to Oliver. He's supposed to be like you know the no nonsense guy, but like. You know, Mike was making fun of. He seems to make a lot of bad choices and just say, "I'm going to do it anyway." <laughs> well, like I always, me and a friend at work always make fun of Diggle because he's always like, you know, it's always like, you know, this seems like a bad idea, Oliver. But I'm going to do it anyway because you told me to. Or, or like, you know, it's always like, uh, this is the last mission I'm going to run with you, Oliver, and I'm retiring after this. And then the next episode, he's like back with them with no explanation. <laughs> Yeah, and he's like, in, in that same episode, he's like, just one more time, one more time. <laughs> one more time, Oliver. I'm going to do it one more time. So, yeah. yeah. But, I, I mean, I, Diggle's all right, though. Like, I, like, He's a good supporting cast member, at least. Yeah, um, I, I think we should also, obviously, uh, kind of hit on the family a little bit. Not much. There's there's the, the mom, and she was, like, she was basically played as she uh, was very scheming and stuff, but she also had an arc where she was trying to turn herself around. So, you know, she died. Um, <laughs> of course she did, yes. Yeah, exactly. If you try to make good, you die. Yeah. Um, there's uh, Laurel Lance. Um, I'm trying to remember all the characters. There's the uh, cop dad. You know? <laughs> um, Detective Lance. Laurel. Yeah, Laurel. He was, he was another guy we always made fun of. Because that, that guy, uh, Paul Blackthorne, is the actor's name. He's like, I think he's like British or something. So like, he tries, he does, he kind of goes like overboard with that like accent sometimes. So. Yeah, he tries to sound kind of New Yorker. Laurel, you gotta stop acting all crazy and stuff, you know. <laughs> I don't... Yeah, um, just yeah, he, he's fun, but yeah, he, he is kind of he, he's kind of a caricature, but 
Yeah, he, he doesn't bother me. He's not one of those characters where I'm like, oh, you suck, I hate you. He's, cer- he's certainly one of the better actors, I think, on the show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Some some of the more he- the heavier scenes or the scenes where he's angry or, you know, distressed, like, I think he, he really sells it. Yeah, um, and um, then there's also Roy. Uh, Roy Harper kind of comes in in, like, season two, season three, more as a major character. Well, I wouldn't say major character, but more of an important character. It goes from, like, third tier to second tier. And, uh, of course, they kind of skip him in his comic evolution because he pretty much just becomes Arsenal instead of going through his speedy uh, persona. Um, I, I think one of the things I didn't like, I didn't like the whole uh, Brother Blood uh, enhancement serum storyline. I didn't think that really went anywhere myself. Yeah, I was kind of... I, I thought that was a little... Not weird, but I, I, I felt like, I was like, wait, so Roy has, like, super strength or something? And, I don't know, it just kind of felt off to me. But, you know, I guess it... It, it, was, also, it was also too cut and dried. It was just, it was like, for a couple episodes, this was like a thing, you know, it was like a big deal. And then it was just like, okay, we're done. <laughs> okay, that's enough. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. And then it was, what was it, the, the Mirakuru. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> obviously it's supposed, supposed to be a take on like Miracle Man or not Miracle Man, no, Miracle Man. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, that was kind of that was kind of it was a nice nod, but it was like I don't know if we needed that. Also, I'm going to have to mention him just because I always forget her name. And she's Speedy now. Yeah, she's come kind of into her own. She's she's interesting. I, I guess the best way to put her is is like I don't hate her because she's spunky. She seems like she'd be an extraneous character, but I like her, you know? Yeah, she's she's pretty okay. Yeah, you know, not, nothing amazing, but she, she's pretty cool. And I guess this is where, since we've already mentioned a couple of them already, all three of them actually, we've had a couple big bads during the uh, three seasons that have already aired. Uh, the first ones uh, were, of course, you know, uh, Deathstroke. Um, but the, the first, first season was Merlin. And Merlin in the comics was, you know kind of like a mentor to Oliver, which he kind of is in this series, but, like, it was kind of, you know, revealed he was more of a bad guy at one point. And this one, he always seemed kind of shady. You know, you knew there was something up, and then it was like, you know, when it was fully revealed, he's a bad guy. You're like, yeah, really? You think? <laughs> yeah, he was kind of like the, the Lionel Luthor, I guess, of this show, basically. But then I think he turns out a lot cooler than that. No, I love Merlin, and I love the actor who plays him. He's a very good bad guy. Um, very, very fun. He's very uh, his scheming is like he. There, there are points where he you think he's doing something to benefit someone else, like his daughter, and then it's just revealed he's just being an ass. <laughs> he's like he's he's very good at playing that role. Um, of course, we've already kind of talked about Slade. He, he's he's a very fun character. His actor is awesome as well. Brother Blood actually didn't have a really big arc. He was just kind of there for, I don't know, like maybe four or five episodes. Yeah, it was kind of like I I didn't even like cotton to that until they asked, like said his name out loud. Where I was like, wait, he's Brother Blood? Like, why is he like? He was like almost like the Scarecrow or something. Yeah, yeah. They didn't really do him justice. Um, in case you don't know who he is, um, he's he's uh, actually more known as a Teen Titans villain. Uh, he's he's the leader of uh, the hive usually, which is really funny because never mind. Um, 
<laughs> we'll, 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 we'll save that for the, the premiere that you guys can watch later on. And then, of course, uh, the big main bad guy for the most current season that has fully aired is uh, Ra's al Ghul, which I thought he was amazing. He did a really good job. Yeah, uh, I forgot the guy's name. Uh, Matt Nabel, I think. Was yeah. The actor's name, but yeah. But he was, yeah, he was pretty good. Yeah, I, I like Liam Neeson, and he he did a fine job in Batman Begins. But honestly, as much as I like Liam Neeson, he didn't really come off as Ra's al Ghul to me. This guy came off as Ra's al Ghul. Yeah, he had a sort of, like, otherworldly dignity to him, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, very I, much so. I, 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 I liked the whole Raish, Raish versus Raz Al Ghul thing that like went on like throughout the show basically. Denny O'Neill says it Raish Al Ghul, so I was like, if the creator of the character says it one way, then that's the way I'm gonna say it basically. But, yeah, exactly. You know, I guess Christopher Nolan had to be a big like poo-poo head and be like, well, you know, yeah. I want to pronounce it this way because I guess like in some dialects it's pronounced with like Raz or whatever. But, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I just thought it was a nice like validation when when uh, Nissa was saying like Rachel Gould, like and she's like I'm his daughter so I know the best, you know. So ah, yeah, and, and I guess uh, mentioning Nissa, we should uh, talk about. I wouldn't say she's a, a minor character because she's going to be in the upcoming Legends of Tomorrow TV show. But there's also Sarah, who is the original Black Canary, and, you know, she did, but she's also not dead. <laughs> she did, fool. Yeah, um, she was the original Black Canary, and um, she uh, she did a good job. She was actually a part of the League of Assassins originally. She was part of uh, Rachel Gould's uh, contingent. She uh, betrayed them because she, she just didn't want to do that life anymore. Uh, Nissa came after her and stuff. And that was a fun little storyline. I really like Sarah. I think Sarah was a good character. She is, as I, I kind of hinted at, she's gonna. It's not a spoiler. You see it online everywhere. She's being reincarnated as White Canary for the Legends of Tomorrow show. Um, but because of that, because there's no longer a Black Canary on the show, they had to fill in the slot. And of course, like her name is Laurel Dinah Lance, and Dinah Lance is the Black Canary. But some people are not really happy with Laurel being. Black Canary. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I've never been the biggest fan of Laurel. Either. I, I always thought she had, like, weak motivations, and I don't know. Eventually, she kind of, like, in season two especially, she's kind of, like, descended into, like, a, you know, spiral and hit rock bottom. And For a time, like, I thought she was going to turn into a bad guy or something. Like, she was going to, like, join forces with Slade or something, and, like, you know, to ruin Oliver's life, but they, I guess they pulled back on that. Yeah, and, like, yeah, like, the last part, like, you know, like, after the midway point of season three, she kind of started wanting to do good and wanted to be, like, you know, yeah, the Black Canary and stuff, and honor, like, oh, you know, her sister and stuff, which was, it was fine. Uh, I'm it, it, She's going to have to really, you know, sell me on it. And she at least does have a sonic scream attack. It's not like, you know, uh, metahuman power, but she does do it. So. Yeah, that, I thought that was a nice touch. At least she has, like, uh, what's his name? Cisco from Flash built it for her or something. Yeah, so yeah. I thought that was at least, like, a, a nice little, like, uh, nod to the fans. Yeah, and there, there's been a couple other uh, uh, lower level, not in this 
like not in the comic world, but in the series, are kind of lower level. You you've seen Bronze Tiger, you've seen uh, Deadshot, Deadshot dead. He did too. <laughs> He he, yeah, he did he did I, I he's gonna get like, resurrected as Will Smith. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Like I, I was actually thinking like I was like oh when I when I saw that I was like oh you gotta kill this version off of the character so like your your new movie version gets like cross pollinated in the public consciousness or whatever. So yeah, I was a fan of that. I was like I'd rather have him in the show. But, yeah, whatever. You, you get what you can get. Bronze Tiger was actually pretty cool. He's pretty badass. I liked him. So that was that was a nice thing. Um. Yeah, yeah. I've always been a fan of Bronze Tiger. He, he, he was Spawn, you know. I think he wants to forget that, too. Um, <laughs> in case you didn't know, I, and I will bring up, he was Spawn. And yes, he probably wants to forget that. That's, that's like if you ask Martin Sheen, were you in the Spawn movie? No, no, I wasn't. Um, <laughs> no. Not me, not me. Um, since you did name drop him, I guess it is... It, 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 I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much done with the Arrow. Uh, what do you think? Is there any kind of final thoughts you want to talk about? Really, I mean, I enjoy it. Like, like we both said, I think season three kind of petered out towards the end. It kind of ended on a like limp note, I guess. But you know, I, I still enjoy the show, and I still like it, have fun watching it. So uh, you know, and I will continue to have fun watching it. Cool, cool. Um, yeah, uh, me and me and Mike have we have, we have a weird Secret Brothers thing tonight. Uh, I have seen the premiere of Arrow tonight. I had to work last night, so I didn't see the premiere of Flash. But he saw the premiere of Flash, and I didn't see the premiere premiere uh, of that. So. My name is Barry Allen, and I am the fastest man alive. To the outside world, I'm an ordinary forensic scientist. But secretly, with the help of my friends at Star Labs, I fight crime and find other metahumans like me. I hunted down the man who killed my mother, but in doing so, I opened up our world to new threats. And I am the only one fast enough to stop them. I am the Flash. Speaking of Flash, since you mentioned him uh, when we were going over that, because actually the Flash actually uh, debuted in Arrow. Uh, our good friend Barry Allen, uh, what is his name? Grant what? Oh, Grant Gustin. Grant Gustin. He uh, he he uh, showed up in season two of uh, Arrow, and he just came in as Barry Allen, and then he was wanting to find out like what happened to his dad, but he was kind of duplicitous a little bit. But not in an evil way. He just didn't want to reveal that he wasn't like a full detective, and you know all this stuff. He was he was he was a good guy. He was just trying to uh, you know do do right by his dad. Um, he, he was in more than a few episodes during season two, and then uh, we get this really cool thing where we see uh, in um, I always want to call it Keystone City, but it's a uh, Star City, right? No, it's uh, uh, what uh, Central. Central City. No, right? no. is it Central? I think, Central. Well, I'm thinking of Green Lantern. No, Keystone is Green Lantern, isn't it? I don't, see, this is where we need Derek for. Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, because I'm not the biggest Flashophile. Um, I hope that's not a thing. Um, but but basically, basically, in a nutshell, Barry goes back to his hometown, and he does work at Star Labs, which is why I think why I call it Star City. And there is that moment, kind of pretty much like the comic his origin where um, it's supposed to be lightning in the comic, but there's a big, you know, hydron, you know, collider kind of thing or something like that that goes off and it fucks up. And because of that uh, discharge hits his lab and a bunch of chemicals pour on him and he turns into the flash and that kicks off the flash ongoing series. And I will say this right now. It's only one season in. They just started season two uh, last night. 
I love this show. It is so good. <laughs> yeah, I really like Flash. It's it's fun. Yeah, I mean, I, I will I will have some criticisms of it, but like, yeah, for the most part, like it's it's super fun, and I I think like uh, yeah, Grant Gustin is is very good as the lead, and he's I think he has both like you know some acting chops and he's like very likable. Yeah, yeah, he he's just he's very like he has that face that's like so punchable, but in a good way, like by a bad guy. It's like you see him getting he's the underdog. You you see him as an underdog. Um. But yeah, uh, Flash uh, premiered last year, and yeah, it's not perfect. Don't get me wrong; there's no such thing as a perfect show, but it is lighthearted, like you said, Mike. It's a fun show. When you watch it, they they took it a different direction than Arrow, and I think that is one of the smartest things they could have done. Because you have the Arrow, you have this kind of dark, gritty, street level hero, and Flash just says, "Comics, let me hug you." <laughs> yeah, and it's like yeah, all the silly characters. It's just so good. Um, I guess uh, besides the fact that uh, you know Grant plays a really good Flash, uh, I'll go ahead and uh, mention like just because it's a fun one-off. His dad is uh, John Wesley Ship, who uh, played the original Flash in the '90s series, which I thought was a really nice thing. Yeah, that was a pretty fantastic like bit of casting. I especially liked you know later in the first season when Mark uh, Mark Hamill shows up as the prankster. Reprising his role from like, the original series, so that was pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah, it was like you know, I thought it was a trickster. No, oh, the Frank—that's what I meant. The trickster, yeah, the trickster, <laughs> the prankster, yeah. all, the jokester. They're all. Yeah, they're all. They're kind of like the joker. They're, they're, they're all basically the same. Right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, he does. Yeah, Mark Hamill does come in. He does. He does a very good job too. Um. But yeah, uh, I could talk about yeah Grant like how how funny he is, and he also actually does have a. Uh, off again, on again thing with Felicity because they're both nerds and people ship the fuck out of them too, but uh, they're just not meant to be. She she loves Oliver and he he loves Iris. Um, don't get me started on Iris. I, I will let you get started a little bit on Iris because <laughs> honestly, like the first part of the like first couple episodes, I didn't really mind Iris, but your negative comments it wasn't because. Like, you swayed me, but you, you were very much on point when what you pointed out. I'm like, she is kind of a bitch. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I just, I can't even remember specific examples of it, because I haven't, well, obviously I haven't watched the first season since it aired, but, like, week after week after week where I'm like, I feel like, you know, Barry's all, like, sad sack over her, and, like, where, where I'm kind of like, you know, no, dude, like, you know, you gotta go up to her and be like, "Bitch, why are you playing me like this?" Like, I, I don't know. I'm the yeah, she just yeah. she seems yeah. Like, I guess it's supposed to be like played off as she's trying to like deny the fact that like she she knows that Barry's clearly interested in her, but she she always plays like stupid like for the first half of the first season, and then yeah. like eventually like. And then after she even knows that he has feelings for her, she just kind of plays like, well, I don't know. Like, ah. like and I'm like, man, like, just, just, what do you call Don't leave him hanging. Like, either say yes or no or whatever. Yeah. And then, I don't know. The, like, the earlier episodes, like, I just got annoyed with her, like, you know, being, trying to be a reporter and, like, blogging or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Not being a real reporter, just like, yeah, like, yeah. you know, I, I'm yeah, a blogger. She's like, my blog, she's like, my blog is important. It will change the world. And then there's there's like that friggin' thing where she names like the Flash. Yeah. She calls him the Flash. 
flash. And then, like, as soon as she, like, types the flash onto her blog, like, you see the hit meter go, like, start to go up, like, rapidly. And I was kind of like, blogs do not work that way. <laughs> yeah, I wish podcasts worked that way. And I, the yeah. flash, the flash, the flash. <laughs> the flash, the flash, yeah. Our view count just starts skyrocketing. Yeah. I think really. Um, but, yeah, uh, Iris West is just... And you know what? I will say this right now. For anybody who thinks that this might be because of an ethno switch, I don't care that she's black. I give no shits about that at all. I, if she was a fun character, that would be great if I could enjoy her. I don't care about the ethno switching. That does not bother me at all. It's just the way they write her. She's just annoying and grating and stuff. Um, what was that one girl Barry went out with in one episode, like at the bowling alley? And I, I, I liked her. Yeah, Linda Park. Yeah, 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 like, part, yeah. Barry's, like, stealing his, like, nephew's girl or whatever. Yeah, 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 because she's actually in the Flash comics, too. I just couldn't remember her name, yeah. And she is, she is uh, Wally West's wife, or she was before, like, the New 52 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, I, I like her so much better. But um, but the, but uh, the Flash does have a huge kind of ensemble cast. It, it's really funny, as much as I dislike Iris, I really like uh, her dad. And... He, he's funny. He, he's played by Jesse L. Martin. Yes, the main reason, he, yeah, I know him because of Law and Order. Yeah, <laughs> he kind, yeah, he's cool. He kind of has the uh, the uh, detective, uh, what do you call Lance role in this show. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I like him. He's 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 a really good like like he again he's a good actor and he holds that role together basically. And when he does like the heavy or the touching scenes, like I I buy him. Like, he's yeah. Good, he's, yeah, you can see him being kind of a badass, yeah. Yeah, and I, I think, like, you know, in the scenes where, like, there are some aww moments, like, between him and Barry, where you're kind of like, oh, that kind of, like, touches, pulls at the old heartstrings or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, he, he does a, he does a, he's a really good, like, he's a good side character. It's like, he's not the big, biggest focus, but when he's on screen, yeah, you don't mind him being there. Um, I guess we should go to Star Labs, where we have the bulk of our side characters, um, there is Professor Wells, especially in the first uh, season. Uh, we'll go into this later on. Um, he's basically the, the scientist supreme. Uh, due to the uh, giant hadron collider, whatever accident, he's been rendered into a wheelchair. Um, we also have Caitlin Snow. She has also had a tragedy. She lost her boyfriend, Ronnie Raymond, in the uh, accident. And we also have Cisco, who Cisco is just kind of goofy, nerdy, and geeky. But God, he's he, like you. you it, the first episode you watch him, you kind of want to hate him. But as the as the season goes on, you're just like, I love this guy. He's just like he's so goofy. He's like Wesley Crusher done right. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That guy, that guy definitely like you know held that role together. And he, he he's not a, like eventually. Yeah, you kind of like get used to him. You know, I, I felt like in the middle of the season, like, they kind of do this reset thing where time resets, like, a whole yeah. day. Like, at the end of the first day, like, Cisco dies. And I was like, aww. Like, yeah, like, yeah. I think that's, like, if you were annoying, like, I would have been like, yes! And then I would have been like, aww, when it, like, it, the day reset or whatever. But instead, I was like, oh, thank God, like, Cisco's yeah. not the day reset. Yeah, if Wesley Crusher died in, like, midway through season one, I'd have been like... All right, we're done with that. <laughs> and then when he yes. came back out, it'd been like, oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, Cisco is really 
fun. I like him. Uh, Wells is an interesting character. Uh, Tom Cavanaugh, right? Yes. Yeah, great actor. He he nails this. Um, sorry, spoilers. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you this. He is revealed to be pretty much the, the big bad of the season as well. Not directly. It's kind of weird. Like, the original Wells kind of has a car wreck, and the the actual big bad, uh, Eobard Thawne, who, as most big Flash fans will know, is Professor Zoom slash the Reverse Flash. That's hard to say. <laughs> Eobard Thawne slash the Reverse Flash. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he, uh, he kind of takes over Wells' body, and he uses the time-traveling mechanics of, like, his uh, experiment to, uh, you know, further his progress progress back in time because he wants to destroy Barry. Um, he's really fun. He, he, he plays it, the, the thing you like about Wells is he plays the compassionate, like gentle mentor really well, but also the bad guy really well. Yeah, definitely. He, he sells both sides of that equation. Like at first you kind of think he's just kind of like a social misfit almost, or he's just kind of some kind of intellectual guy kind of like distant and like even when he even it seems like even when he's like being like you know you know helpful or or offering Barry like some sage advice you I, I always kind of sense some kind of like I don't know like sternness about him but yeah. like then it, it kind of that feeling is kind of justified eventually when you realize like he's the bad guy basically yeah imagine if Ian McDermott was not quite so over the top as Palpatine <laughs> basically <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah, he's really fun. Uh, Caitlin Snow, she doesn't have a a bad arc in this series as far as the first season. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tony. I'm just I'm just gonna say it's like the the way you just said it. It's like you know, Professor Wells and like Barry were talking, and like Professor Wells is like, you know, I even heard the Speed Force could break people out of prison. <laughs> like Barry's like, is it possible to tap into this speed force? Not from like, an arrow. <laughs> not from an arrow. Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> kind of that way. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Uh but yeah, uh Caitlin Snow, uh she she has she has her arc with Ronnie Raymond, who does come back, and again, I'm sorry, spoilers guys, the season's already out. It's already like the, the first season DVD Blu-ray is out already. Um, Ronnie Raymond is Firestorm. Pretty fucking cool. He does come back as Firestorm. They even get married, which is also pretty fucking cool. Um, but yeah, she's just kind of there. And I, I hate to say that, but she she has, like, some nice moments. You know, she, she like, pumps up Cisco when he's feeling bad, and she's she is a voice of reason sometimes when Barry's, like, wanting to be crazy and run out and do stuff. But I, you know, and, and the thing about it is, is like, it's been teased that she's going to turn into Killer Frost, which is who she is in the comics as far as Caitlin Snow, the uh, character. But it, it's conjecture. There's like a, a scene during the series season finale. It could happen. I think it's going to happen. I think they said it's going to happen in a certain episode, but I don't know where it's going to go. So we shall yeah, see. She's okay. Yeah, yeah, she's just okay. I think she's like. She seems like she's kind of like antisocial too, and I don't know. She's not as funny as Cisco, and she's not very like a very. This this will be kind of a pun, but she's not a very warm person, basically. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. like, but even even despite all that, though, I think I'd like 
I'd want her and like Barry to get together over her uh, Barry and Iris. So like, yeah, that, like, in the first season, like they didn't really hit it very hard, but there were some moments in the first season where like Caitlin and Barry kind of bonded, and you thought maybe something more could develop between them. And I, I was kind of like, well, that would be kind of interesting, but like I don't, I think they keep pulling back from that since you know Ronnie comes back and then Barry's. Obviously, always all oh, Iris. Uh, so, but you know, maybe maybe in a future season, it's like to that. Well, well, yeah, we'll see hopefully how that plays out. Also, by the way, just to let you know, even though it is Ronnie Raymond, oh, I forgot his name, uh, prof, uh, Professor Oh Stein, uh, Professor Stein, he is in this, and they actually do do the the rival, well, not rival, it's actually friendly fusion, more or less. Stein is kind of a, a dick a little bit; he doesn't want to fight. But they do do the, the, the whole actual firestorm, like, you know, get-together thing. So that is also very nice. I like that. I know I'm pretty sure Derek loved that because he's a big uh, firestorm fan. So. Um, yeah, uh, I'm, sure. I'm sure, like, yeah. any firestorm fan would, like, you know, dig that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and they even, like, they even kind of, uh, again, it's for TV, so they don't make it as, as you know, flashy as the uh, – the comics, but he does have like that kind of bandolier chest thing that, that kind of like looks like a Firestorm's costume. So, yeah, he's got the big like thing plugged into his chest or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I, I guess one of the biggest things though is the the villains. The villains are really good in this, and you have so many. Uh, of course, we have Professor Zoom. You know, the Reverse Flash, and he, he's he's the big bad. But during the first part of the season, he doesn't show up a whole lot. He is there, but he's not, you know, like, he's not an active participant. He just shows up to, like, throw Barry off. And that does keep building as the season progresses. Um, the, you know, the first big bad he, he faces is probably, you know, the uh, Weather Wizard, which is a classic Flash villain. And I liked him. You know, I, I, I kind of like the fact that, like, it was kind of like a – of a very quick and immediate, like, you know, legacy character. <laughs> oh, yeah, huh? Yeah. Like, like uh, his, it's Weather Wizard, and then his secret brother, you know. Well, I guess he wasn't really a secret brother. But yeah, yeah. A, a previously established brother who also had weather powers. Yeah, uh, what was the uh, what was the uh, steel guy? I forgot his name. Oh, uh, Girder. Girder, yeah. He was fun. Um, it, it was a fun episode. Because Barry had to figure out how to use his powers to fight him in a unique way. Um, you have the uh, um, Pied Piper, who is also a really fun character. You have, of course, like probably probably like the, I guess you say the the three, well four. She didn't really play a big part, but uh, probably the four biggest villains in this uh, series, besides of course Professor Zoom, would be uh, Captain Cold, Heat Wave. Golden Glider, which is Captain Cold's uh, sister, and of course Gorilla Fucking Grodd. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty sweet. They like kind of they really did a good job of building up to Grodd. Like, you know, you kept seeing uh, what do you call uh, flashes, and then like uh, of or just like cameo and little Easter eggs of him, and then finally they brought him in the, at the end of the season. So that was pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gorilla Grodd, especially for a TV show, honestly, it'd be hard to pull off in, like, a big-budget movie. And I had totally bought that this was, like, seriously a telepathic gorilla. <laughs> I mean... 
yeah, they did a good job with the, the, the effects for him. I thought it was funny that um, in that show, in, in this show, uh, Clancy Brown plays uh, General Eiling. And, oh, yeah, uh, like yeah, that yeah. Episode, that episode when Grodd first, like, really shows up and he, like, drags, like, Clancy Brown into the sewer or whatever, I was like, hey, Grodd finally got his revenge on Lex Luthor from Justice League Unlimited. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Goodbye, Grodd. It could have gone the other way. It really could have, couldn't it? No. But why speak ill of the dead? You twisted pink rattle of a hominid, I'm not done with you! I'll get out of this and when I go! Yeah, a lot of great villains. Captain Cold and Heatwave are really good. Um, there, there is some conjecture because they're going to be quote unquote heroes in you know the uh, the you know the new coming series, uh, the Legends of Tomorrow. But I, I, I would imagine they're going to be kind of anti heroes. I would imagine we'll see how that plays. Also, I, I'm not going to base that on this series. As far as them being villains in this, I think there was one episode where Flash and him made kind of a deal. Where, like, you know, he's like, I'm just going to control the underworld and, like, you know, let me do my thing and, you know, I'll, like, you know, help you out this one time or something like that. And everybody's like, you know, like Flash wouldn't do that, you know, Snart wouldn't do that. I'm like, actually, if you read the comics, Flash is, like, you know, relationship with his Rose Gallery is a lot deeper than that. You know, it's like, it's not just him fighting bad guys. They know each other. They fight each other all the time. And, like, there's been times where Captain Cold has been kind of a good guy. There's been times where, like, the Trickster has turned into a good guy. And the Pied Piper as well. So it's like, I didn't really think that that was too out of the box. I thought that was, like, pretty, you know, I was like, I could see that, you know, like, because, like, the Flash is like, well, if I don't have to deal with your ass and you're just dealing with your own little criminal underworld and not freezing people in the middle of the street, that's not a bad thing, you know? Dude, you gotta stop freezing people in the middle of the street. Like, holy crap, man! Doesn't make me happy. <laughs> Doesn't help. It's not good. It's not good. Chill. Chill. Um, and I did leave this character out on purpose because he does play a vital role in the uh, season finale, and that is Eddie Thon. He is uh, one of the detectives underneath uh, uh, Iris's dad on the police force, and he actually, uh, at first, he's kind of antagonistic towards Barry because. He thinks that, like, he, he's kind of, he doesn't know that, like, Barry loves Iris. He just thinks they're, like, really good friends, but he's kind of jealous of their friendship. And then he finds out that, like, you know, Barry loves Iris. And even despite that, and, of course, since I dropped the name Eobard Thawne, yes, Eddie Thawne is his, you know, uh, not his descendant, but his ancestor. Because Eobard Thawne is in the future and Eddie's in the past. And in the season finale... He kills himself so Eobard won't exist. It's a really fun finale. And I think that's one of the reasons why I like The Flash is because it really delivered some really cool things. I know one thing he probably really liked, uh, Mike, was when uh, Jay Garrick's helmet flew out of the time portal. Yeah, that was a really nice nod. And I don't know, there's tons of like little nods like that that like, I, I really like. And, you know, even though I'm not a big DC fan, like I, I picked up on them, so clearly they were done well. You know, it wasn't yeah. something like so obtuse that I couldn't like even comprehend what was happening. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the series, uh, series, season, I keep saying series. 
The season finale does end on a cliffhanger, which is, I, I don't mind cliffhangers. I grew up with Star Trek Next Generation. After like season three, they're like cliffhanger every single season. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, Barry is in, encountered by this big vortex over uh, the city. And he basically runs into it to like counteract it because they defeat Eobarthon. He, he dissipates when Eddie kills himself. And Eddie flies into the uh, the vortex, which I'm sure that's the last we'll see of him. But uh, yeah, so it does end on the uh, cliffhanger. Mike has seen the season premiere. He doesn't want to do spoilers. I agree. I think you guys should watch it yourselves. But he said it was a really good good episode to like kick off the new season. So yeah, I enjoyed it. And like you said, it's a very fun show. And uh, I think it kind of it it has no kind of, like none of that shame like you said that like the sort of costume or like comic shame that like maybe Arrow started off with. Uh, you know, even Arrow's embracing it now. Where I, yeah. I, I think the whole world is kind of, or you know, at least the the America or U.S. is like is getting away from the kind of shame over superheroes and live action. So, yeah. Oh, and speaking of that, I, I feel bad because we forgot one thing in Arrow, and I'm just going to mention this. We won't go back to Arrow, but uh, sorry, Ray Palmer, the uh, the Adam is in uh, Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Brendan Ralph. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. You're there. Sorry. Uh, I think he's going to play a bigger role this season, but uh, yeah, he, he he was kind of there. He was Felicity's, no offense, he was Felicity's fuck buddy for that season. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but yeah, uh, Adam. But uh, but Flash, yeah, Flash is really fun. It's not perfect. There's no such thing as a perfect show. I said that earlier. But if you just like fun comics... This is a fun show, so you get that, and, you know, that's that's really all that matters. I am going to kind of break away from DC now, because I know Mike is a big Marvel fan. We will briefly go over this, because I don't think Mike has a lot to say about it. I have nothing to say about it, because honestly, I have not watched the show that much. Do you want to just go ahead and dive into some quick thoughts about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? You mean Agents of Boring? There's something! There's something! Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it, it's not, uh, uh, to be honest and totally fair, I mean, it's not a horrible show, but, like, I don't know. It, it, whereas Flash and, like, Arrow, like, you know, Barry and Ollie's, like, A-list villains are, like, front and center, basically. Yeah, but Shield yeah. like has like you know Shield it seems scared to use like you know A list Marvel characters. I mean, they they had some like I don't know what what I'd say a B or C listers on the show like Sif and you know yeah. Uh, see, I'm actually struggling to come up with other ones. Or, or uh, uh, like Kobe Smother, Sm- uh, Smulders as the you know the the the, the chick you saw in the movies, you know. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean Maria Hill and you know Nick Fury show up a couple times. But they, I mean, it's not like they have a super substantial role or anything. Yeah, but uh, I mean, it's not a terrible show, but it is kind of like dull sometimes. And Eric always puts it best is like. It's the ongoing adventures of Agent Coulson. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I guess I left out the biggest draw for me is that like Mockingbird is like a main character on the show, but I mean, yeah. even she's like, uh, I can admit she's like a B-list Marvel character at best. But you know, I think what's her name, uh, Adrian Halicki or I, I, whatever, whoever plays Mockingbird, uh, 
I probably mangled her name, but uh, yeah. she's. She, I think she does a very good job of that for that character, and she's probably the main reason I watched that show. But I mean, otherwise, I don't know. They're got, they're getting into like all the inhuman stuff now, and I, they're really trying to sell inhumans as like you know the new X Men or whatever. And yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's just people are just not accepting it, I don't think, or at least anyone with any kind of comic knowledge, prior comic knowledge. But, yeah, even yeah, in the comics, I mean, they're not, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll continue to watch it. I mean, I, I like, I think, you know, Coulson's alright. I mean, Clark Gregg is a decent like actor, and what's her name? Uh, Ming-Na Wen. It, it's, yeah, she's, yeah. She's pretty good on that show. And, like, you know, all it, the it, others it, are... It's funny, of, whenever anybody says Ming-Na Wen, the first thing I always say is, Joy Luck Club! <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's, it's like I said, it, it's it's okay, but it's very easy to make fun of and like deride because it is it is kind of dull sometimes. I, I think know. the problem is it's like it's too safe because like they have this Marvel Cinematic Universe, which they they obviously have to do the big you know thing. You know, you have to have your Thor, you have to have your Iron Man, and all that. And I understand that. Don't get me wrong, but because of that, I think they're kind of constrained, and they're like, you guys can't do that. You guys can't do that. You know? Yeah. Well, sometimes though, I'm I'm kind of like, have you seen Age of Ultron, Tony? Oh yeah, I saw it uh, the day it came out. <laughs> okay, good, good. Just making sure because I didn't want to spoil something for you. Um, like, you know, Age of Ultron. Like Baron Strucker shows up in Age of Ultron, okay? And yeah. he is like, if anyone with comic knowledge, he is like Hydra's number one guy, right? So, yeah, he's pretty badass. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, so Baron Strucker dies like in like the first like half hour of Age of Ultron. So I was kind of like, if that's all you were gonna do with Baron Strucker, why didn't you just use him on Shield then? I mean, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It seems like kind of a waste of it. Well, me, I, well, I think the thing that's like really funny is is like if you're like a Marvel fan, because I mean, I used to be a big Marvel fan. I, I've you know, you know switched sides to DC in my older years, but I know about the Marvel universe. And there's so many characters that it could use that kind of go with S.H.I.E.L.D. You could do, like, Baron Blood from the Invaders. That would be fun. Why not him? He's a vampire. He's fun. Um, you know, you could do, uh, you know, why not do Zemo? They're not, apparently they're not going to do Zemo in the movies. He could be well, awesome, Nick. Uh, I think he, he's supposed to show up in, like, Civil War, I think. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, but I don't know. But they could, like, I, it would be cool if they, like, you know, introduced him on the TV show and then he showed up on the movie, but. You know, I guess that's probably beyond yeah. their budget or, you know, I don't know, whatever the actor doesn't want to do it or I don't know. But yeah, I mean, but you look, there's so you, many politics involved. But. Yeah, you, but you look at like The Winter Soldier, which was a really great movie. Don't get me wrong. I love that. That's like probably one of my favorite phase, whatever the fuck phase they're in. movies uh, <laughs> of Marvel. Um, but like, you know, they, they keep talking about Hydra and stuff. And you see these little nods to Hydra. You know, you see Gary Shanley, you know, like, hey, Hydra. And that's cool, you know, I like that. But why not have Hydra be a big bad in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? It only makes fucking sense. Yeah, well, I mean, Hydra is a big bad, like, it's probably, but I'm just they, saying, like... Yeah, they don't build it as a big bad, it's like, they're they're evil, but you don't have the, the big bads from Hydra. You don't have, yeah, like, Viper. Where are the, yeah. the A-list Hydra guys? Like, I, I think, like, the, the main Hydra guy in, like, the second season was, uh... What's his name? Whitehall uh, or Whitehill? Uh, like he was a dude from, I think Hickman's Secret Warriors series. And, uh, <laughs> like I never, I'd never heard of him before because I didn't read that comic. So like I don't know like who else would have known that before. But 
Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's just it's like, it's like you said, it's very. It, it, I don't know. It's just for for it, it, it depends on how you look at the Marvel universe. Like you know, it's not perfect, obviously, but you know, it has a lot of really big moments. You see a lot of big characters, and when you see them, you're like really excited. Whereas Agents of Shield, you're like, I'm ready for this big character. Okay, thanks. <laughs> And I don't even watch the show. <laughs> so, you know, that that should tell you. It's like just a negative buzz I've kind of heard. It's like, you know, would would you would you recommend watching it? Do you still watch it? Do you are you interested in the like new scene new new season? Yeah, I mean I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna tune in. Like I feel like I'm I'm already like two seasons into it, so I might as well keep watching it. So but you're you're invested. I yeah. yeah, I guess I'll just sum it up with um uh this dude on DeviantArt I follow, uh, I think his name is uh, Robert McQuarrie, and uh, you can look that up on DeviantArt if you want, listeners. But he 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 draws like some like comic related cartoons and like funny comics and stuff. But he wrote he did one that like really made me laugh. Where uh, I think it's like it's titled "Why No One Cares About Agents of Shield," <laughs> and like it shows like Oliver Queen, and it, it, he says like. You know, Rachel Ghoul and Deathstroke are showing up on my show, and then shows like the Flash, and he's like, Reverse Flash and Gorilla Grodd are showing up on my show, and then it shows Agent Coulson, and he says he holds up like the the friggin' thing that makes in humans, like the obelisk or whatever, and he's like, I've got a rock. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice little Peter's reference yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so nice. I, I think that's a pretty good sum up of it. Hey everyone, Michael Bailey here with a trailer for an exciting series of episodes of Views from the Long Box. To help me with this trailer, I have brought along none other than Darth Vader. What is thy bidding, my master? I, uh, I had to pay extra for that one. Now, normally on Views, I talk about comics, either alone or with a friend. However, with The Force Awakens hitting theaters soon, I have been all excited for Star Wars. And with the sudden massive amount of free time I have found myself with, I decided to devote all of the December episodes of Views to Star Wars in a series I am calling Views from a Galaxy Far, Far Away. Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed. Oh, that was, that was kind of rude. I mean, I, I would think a Dark Lord of the Sith would be happy that I'm devoting a month of shows to Star Wars. Don't make me destroy you. Look, Vader, we had a deal. I was going to tell everybody about how I'm going to talk about my favorite Star Wars movies, my favorite characters and comics and toys, in addition to talking about The Force Awakens. You were supposed to back me up on this. I am altering the deal. Pray I don't alter it any further. Well... Fine, then. Can I at least talk about how I'm bringing some of the best and brightest in podcasting along with me on this endeavor? And that the show is going to be weekly through the month of December? The Emperor does not share your optimistic appraisal of the situation. The Emperor will be listening? Yeah. Then I will have to double my efforts. Apology accepted. I did an apo- You know what? Never mind. What everybody needs to know is that... Views from a galaxy far, far away... Starts December 1st, here at Views from Longbox. You can find the show on iTunes or by going to www.viewsfromthelongbox.com. We would be honored if you would join us. Finally, we stuck to the script. I find your lack of faith disturbing. Views from a galaxy far, far away. 
starting December 1st, only at Views from the Long Box. I hear Agent Carter was pretty good. I didn't watch that either, but I heard it was pretty fun. It was actually not as, like, yeah, meh. It was it was it was a pretty uh, decent. St- I think it, I think ironically it was more exciting to watch than like Agents of Shield was. Like it had a lot more like action and stuff. But I don't yeah. know. Yeah. You know it, um, it it was good and it was amusing and it, it was nice to see the real Jarvis, like not the computer program or whatever, like an actual guy. The actual Butler, yeah. Jarvis, yeah. And yeah. I don't maybe maybe it got a little too far into like. I don't know. It seems like every, with the exception of like the one like guy who's like crippled or whatever, like every like male character on that show is just like, oh, like Peggy Carter, she's a woman, like she can't do anything. I'm like, I know it's supposed <laughs> to be like the 50s or whatever, but like, eventually it got kind of like tiring. Like, oh, let's <laughs> underestimate her because she's a woman, you know, and it's the 50s. Go get us a sandwich, Agent Carter. <laughs> and then like she'd go and like solve the mission by herself and then they'd be like we did it like good job men and she'd be like in the corner being like oh damn so basically you're saying if you've seen inspector gadget you've seen agent carter <laughs> yes that's exactly <laughs> she is she is penny from inspector gadget yes exactly my name is john constantine i'm the one who steps from the shadows all trench coat and arrogant i'll drive your demons away Kick them in the bollocks and spit on them when they're down. Leaving only a nod and a wink and a wisecrack. I'll walk my path alone. Because let's be honest. Who'd be crazy enough to walk it with me? We, we will now go to a show. This is a DC show. But I'm only going into this because Mike hasn't seen a lot of it. I, I watch, I, it's pretty much a flip-flop. I watched pretty much the entire series. It is now canceled, sadly. Uh, but uh, earlier on uh, in this year, in 2015, we got treated to Constantine. I will tell you this right now. I know a lot of people have kind of gotten nostalgia or, like, gotten back on the Keanu Reeves Constantine. No offense, fuck that movie. <laughs> I hate that fucking movie. It is not Constantine. Con- Constantine is not Keanu Reeves. Matt Ryan is fucking Constantine. He nailed the shit out of that fucking character. And it is a shame and disgrace that this show got canceled so quickly. It was put on Friday, which is pretty much a death knell for any show on NBC except for goddamn Dateline. And the thing about it is it was like it was very much like the Hellblazer comic from Vertigo. Had a lot of the same like kind of atmosphere and stuff. It was not perfectly Hellblazer. It's a Vertigo comic. There's gonna be like kitties and cussing. I'm sorry, they can't put that on NBC. Calm down. <clears throat> but the storyline was very, very similar. Had a lot of the characters. And I really enjoyed it. Uh, I know you saw at least the first episode, Mike. Did you did you actually at least enjoy it? Did you like think like ah, I could get into this maybe? Oh yeah. Like yeah, like I thought the first episode was very interesting. I thought Matt Ryan, yeah, was very good in the role. And I mean I, I don't know a whole lot about Constantine. I've never read like I think the only Hellblazer comic I've ever read is that one when Derek did the dare with the DC yeah. <laughs> stuff like, way back when, where he fought Dr. Fate. Like, and, you know, I enjoyed that. And I, I, I knew the basic premise of the character. And yes, I saw the Keanu Reeves movie. And when I, when I watched the first episode of the Matt Ryan show, I was like, where's Shia LaBeouf? <laughs> no, I, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. 
Where's the cussing little <laughs> fuck at? Yeah. Where's yeah. Yeah. Steven, Steven? Yeah, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, and, and, yeah, I mean, like, I won't go too much into it, because it, it was unfortunately a very short-lived show. They didn't even show, like, I think all of it, I think. Maybe they showed all of it. Um, sadly, we probably won't get a DVD release. If we do, it'll be years down the road. Uh, the only bright side I can say about uh, Matt Ryan's constant performance, he was so damn good. He's going to be an arrow this season, which you know what? I give him no shits. That's fucking awesome. I, I yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. And I, I think that was pretty cool of like Steve Amell because he was kind of like championing that, like saying that you know Matt Ryan should come on like Arrow, and eventually it did happen. So yeah, exactly. That was that was very very cool. So that that made me happy. Um, if you can find Constantine on YouTube, a torrent. Watch the whole series. It's it's not long, unfortunately, and is well worth the time. I really enjoyed it, especially if you're a fan of Hellblazer slash John Constantine. It it's it's, it's the, the way I've I've always put it. It's not the most faithful adaptation, but it's probably the best adaptation of Constantine you're going to ever get in this day and age. So yeah, yeah. in live action, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, very atmospheric, very moody. You you do get a lot of little nods. He does have the uh, Doctor Fate helm. He has the helm of Naboo, which is really great. I love all that shit. So, uh, but yeah, I won't I won't cut around that. Just kind of like Agents of Shield, where his mic's kind of mad, but he wants to see more of it. Constantine, I want to see more of it, but there's just not a lot to talk about. It was, you know, it was gone before its time. You're a child playing at being a hero. No, no, I'm not trying to be a hero. I'm just a guy that got fed up with men like you, and I decided to do something about it. That's what makes you dangerous. It's not the mask. It's not the skills. It's your ideology. The lone man thinks he can make a difference. One of the shows I really loved this past year, and it was on Netflix of all fucking things, um, Marvel has started an initiative, well, Marvel Entertainment, their movie, uh, Cinematic Universe, started an initiative with Netflix to do kind of a Defenders uh, anthology. They're going to do uh, four separate shows, and basically it's going to be Iron Fist, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones. But the first one was Daredevil, and I I binge watched this, and it's it's easily able to be binge watched because the whole season was available right off the cuff. Damn, this was good. <laughs> Damn, Daredevil was freaking good. Like I think everyone was freaking talking about it. Yeah, it was it was really good. Yeah, um, it just nailed everything. Uh, Foggy Nelson, Matt uh, Murdoch's uh, partner in crime, quote-unquote not crime. Uh, they're lawyers. They work in Hell's Kitchen. Matt Murdoch is obviously, if you don't know his backstory, really quick recap. He was the uh, son of battling Jack Murdoch. He was a fighter. He was asked to throw a fight. He didn't throw the fight. The mob took him out because he didn't do that. Um, Matt loses his sight, you know, Sometime before that, he can't see because of an accident, but he uh, gains heightened awareness. He's able to have a radar sense. That's his only superpower. Besides that, he's completely human. And he gets a thirst for vengeance, very much like Batman. But unlike Batman, he doesn't have toys. He doesn't have a car. He has, you know, in the in the first series, like first season, he has a black suit. And he just goes and tries to whoop the shit out of people. And damn, does he whoop the shit out of people. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does, and he gets the shit whooped out of him too. Yeah, it's very realistic, you know. It, it's, but it's not like a Nolan thing. I will say that it's like you know, it's a very different style. It's very, I would say, gritty crime noir. 
And I think I think one of my favorite things about like the way the series progressed is like there was actually a couple of times where you're like, how the fuck is he going to get out of this? He actually, you know, he is, you know, he is because this show's called fucking Daredevil. But there was like moments where he got cut up or beat up so bad, you're like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, that really that episode where you know he gets beaten up so bad that he goes. You know, he kind of comes home and Foggy's there, and he can, all he can do is kind of collapse in front of Foggy. So, yeah, yeah, it just that it's, was probably yeah that that was a really good episode where it, basically the whole episode is like Foggy and Matt talking. Then, like after Foggy finds out he's Daredevil or or the black suited masked guy or whatever they go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, it's like, yeah a lot of good character moments too. Like just not even between. Like Daredevil, but just like Matt Murdock and Foggy, they they those two characters have great chemistry. Like with, I I would believe that they would actually go out after the shoot and go hang out at a bar and have a couple of drinks, you know? Yeah, they definitely just, had like best best buddy chemistry, like excellent. Yeah, and uh, then there's of course Karen Page. Um, she was actually one of uh, Matt's first love interests besides Electra Nachos. I know it's Nachos, but I call her Electra Nachos. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Karen Page comes into it in the first episode and she gets hired on and you know what at first I wanted to hate her because I was like oh my god because her introduction is like her husband's dead and like we gotta save her but she is really witty and funny and she I mean, even like you know there's like that moment where you think like she might get with Foggy for a minute and they're just like I like this you know it's like it's like a real thing you know it's, it was so well done. It's like all three of these people have a connection with each other, and I, I like that. You know, was it just like I love Matt? Fuck you, Foggy. You know. Yeah, I think Foggy had like that cool, like sort of, I don't know, like Flash Thompson, like later years Flash Thompson aura about him, where he was like, you know, supporting his buddy, like no matter what, or you know. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, Karen was pretty good too. I think her and. uh her little subplot with Ben Urich was, you know, entertaining and, you know, it, it's definitely like very intense in some places. And I think we should talk about, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Is I was about to say, yeah. Fist. Yeah. He was, he was excellent. Yeah. Probably the standout character of the series. Um, I don't know if you guys remember the, uh, original Daredevil movie. If you, if you have, you probably try to forget it. I'm kind of with Derek. I don't hate it. I think it's perfectly fine. I'll have a problem. Michael Clark Duncan is, Kingpin. However, as much as I don't have a problem with him, Vincent D'Onofrio hits it out of the fucking park. He he is he is insecure and almost like a, a child, but he's just so violent and physical and like you know determined with what he wants. It's oh, it's a. I mean, I hate to say this; it sounds cliche because you hear this like you know during the Oscars all the time. I would say it's a brilliant performance. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like I don't know. He chooses to play like Wilson Fisk is like yeah, I don't know, like like somewhat autistic or something. Like I I don't know, like or some kind of like he has some kind of like social interaction, like uh, what do you call it? condition? But like yeah. I don't know, whatever it is, like it's it's very interesting and compelling and like sympathetic. Like it, he's almost sympathetic. Even yeah, there are points you feel bad for things. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and of course, like uh, the 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 main you know thrust of his character is he wants to impress Vanessa. He wants Vanessa to love him, which is actually from the comics. Like, 
Um, especially early on. I have not read Daredevil in a long time. I haven't even read the Kevin Smith run. But, like, you know, uh, Vanessa Fisk is, you know, at least to someone is, you know, like, you know, main love interest, his wife. It's like he always wants to he's, – he's very kowtowing to her. Like, she kind of wears the pants, and you could kind of see that. You know, he's, like, wanting to oppress her so much, you know, he's willing to do damn near anything. And that's just it's, it's like, yeah. And, like, Vincent D'Onofrio shaved his head, you know, and I know Michael Clark didn't really have to, like, go too far for that. But, you know, <laughs> he already had a shaved head. But, um, but like, yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio shaved his head, and, like, you, you kind of forget some of these actors as far as their physical, like, appearance in movies. Because you, you remember, like, Vincent D'Onofrio from Men in Black. He, he was on Criminal Intent with Law and Order. Yes, I really like Criminal Intent. Shut up, everybody. Uh, but you forget how big he is and how imposing he actually can be. You know, it's like, it's like when he was yeah. beating the shit out of that guy, it was scary. <laughs> yeah, he definitely, like, yeah, he, he definitely had the heft basically and like when he, when he when he fucking busted that guy's head off with the car door like holy crap yeah 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 you you were scared yeah i mean like you know you knew you were safe you were watching a tv show but you're like in this universe i don't want to fuck with that guy <laughs> it's like yeah pretty much yeah yeah um and of course something that's been a uh, a little bit of debate uh not a lot negative i mean there has been some negative things i've seen online but of course, uh, Matt does adopt his actual red suit at the end of uh, the season, and I liked it. I was like, "What the fuck is wrong with that? That looks fine. I'm I'm totally okay with that." Yeah, I think it looks pretty good. The only thing I, I thought was weird about it was like I wasn't sure what was going on with the eyes. Like, a, mm. like I couldn't tell if he had like lenses or like if you could see his eyes through the mask or something. But it, I don't know. It looked kind of yeah. weird to. Me. Otherwise, the suit itself was okay. Yeah, yeah, I don't understand why people got so weird about it. I will say one thing, and this this is a very much of an art, artistic thing, I guess you would say, because I do like to draw and I, I do enjoy like really nice art. The opening sequence is really nice. Yeah, I really liked the opening sequence. Like I would watch it like every time, basically. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's just so well done and just very very artistic. You know, it's just like. Damn, that's that's really pretty. And then like it's over, and you're like, oh god, I just watched the opening credits. It was for no reason. <laughs> it was like, yeah, yeah, Daredevil. Like, I mean, it's still available on Netflix. Season two is coming out sometime next year. Uh, by the time this airs, probably that year. <laughs> um, but uh, oh yeah, goddamn, totally worth your time. Uh, again, like I said, I don't know if you did, Mike, but did you binge watch it too? Uh, no, I watched it over like the course of a week, basically. Yeah, I, I I did it about uh, probably about yeah three or four days. I watched like probably like two or three episodes of a night, and I was just like, it was like mini movies. It was like so good. It was very entertaining. Um, trying to think of any other possible comic shows that we may have omitted. I, I will bring up one, but I'm I'm waiting for that one. I, I think that pretty much caps them all, right? I don't know. Have you seen any of Supergirl? I don't did it. St- I don't even know if it started yet. By the time we're oh on CBS, I don't know. I don't know actually. Yeah, because uh, there there's a new Supergirls series starting this season. Is is brand new, and oh my god, has it been polarizing? Some people are like, I'm totally fine with it. Some people are like, this is bullshit. I hate it. I'm I'm totally like on the fence as far as like 
I don't know if it looks good, but I don't hate it. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I saw like the trailers and stuff, and I was kind of like, eh, I don't know. I, I'm not the, like the hugest fan or anything, but I don't think yeah. it looked bad. Yeah, if we're, 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 we're going to mention trailers, there's also, uh, as I was saying, there's the, the Defenders, I guess, uh, mini uh, stable of heroes that uh, Netflix is doing. And we were treated to the, uh, I guess, the first teaser trailer of Jessica Jones. Um, if you don't know, she's Jewel in the Marvel Universe. She marries Luke Cage. She likes butt sex. Um, <laughs> Random facts. It's like on the back of her Marvel Legends toy. It says, like, <laughs> codename Jewel, like, has super strength. And the next star is like, likes butt sex. <laughs> it's true. It was in the comics. Don't blame me. Uh, as, as far as the series goes, I don't know if she'll actually get married to Luke Cage and have a baby. Who knows? Not a spoiler. That's in the comics. It may not go this way. Um, one of the one thing, that, one of the things I wanted to say about the trailer, I said this uh, on my talk. I was like, the trailer's pretty much a, a trailer for Kristen Ritter's ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Huh? Like, well, like, yeah, like I, I really have no, I don't know, affinity for Jessica Jones or Bendis's like pet character. Or but I do like Kristen Ritter, and like, uh, yeah, I, do, do, I yeah. am interested. Yeah, I am interested. In, like, I liked her since Breaking Bad, and she's appeared in some other things that I've watched. But, uh, I, I'm glad they tweeted the title because originally the title she was in, because her whole backstory is she was, she was a superhero named Jewel, and she gave up her superhero life to be kind of like this kind of undercover, like, you know, finding out the secrets kind of X Files superhero. Uh, kind of person, like, you know, digging deep into the, the superhero world. And that show, that, that show, but that comic was called Alias. Of course, Alias is also Jennifer Garner's show that air, aired like 15 years ago. I don't know why they care. I don't know if that's still copyrighted. So originally they were going to call the show, a.k.a. Jessica Jones. And I prefer Jessica Jones instead of that. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I think that was a much smarter move. So. Probably simpler to, you know, market or whatever. But yeah, yeah. Well, it, oh, you know, yes, Marvel's Jessica Jones, sorry. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to watch it, so I mean, I guess that's the, the 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 most you can say about it is I will watch it. So. Yeah, and that's, that's the hook. I will watch it, too. I will probably totally watch it, because if it's half as good as Daredevil, if it's half as good as Daredevil, that's really good. You know? It's like, And then that sounds weird, but yeah. It's just, I, mean, yeah Dare, I mean, Daredevil bought a lot of cred, and like, I like Daredevil, so... Yeah, exactly. Um, trying to think of anything else. We are not going to touch cartoons because honestly, all the Disney cartoons suck. Uh, <laughs> yes, they do. By and large, they all suck. Um, I guess I will bring up this last one. I know Mike has not seen the uh, first episode of the premiere, and I want to talk about the premiere, but I am going to drudge it up since it has been fucking pounded on the chest and kicked like a dead horse. Heroes Are Born is a premiere that happened a couple weeks ago. More useless narration here. Blah, blah, blah. Catch tonight's episode on iTunes. Blah, blah, blah. This show is a rip-off of the X-Men. Blah, blah, blah. Here's a scene with me and a guy who blows up. I had a dream last night. I blew up. I know. I know. I'm, I'm the narrator. I guess my power is to narrate. But to be honest, it, it blows. It is, of course, based off the hero show that aired about like five or so years ago, I, and I tried to watch Heroes when it first premiered, and I just never got into it. And it wasn't just because of lack of costumes or anything like that. It just, it, like, in a nutshell, I tried to work, watch the first couple of episodes. It never captured 
the feeling I was watching a comic book show. It was like, you know, comic books are popular. Let's make a show about them. And, like, you know, just take everything away that's really good about comics. I think Derek is uh, fond of call- calling it poser bullshit. Like, so, like, I, 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 some, like sometimes that sentiment prevails with me, but, I mean, I, I did see the first season, and, I, you know, I enjoyed watching it. And But I can see, like, yeah, I guess it, it was produced in, like, the, like, towards the, you know, tail end of the, uh, Maybe well, in the midst of the uh, shame era, I guess. Well, yeah, and like, and like the first season was done like pretty much on point, like it, it had a full budget and everything, you know that. But like the second season, they did get kind of fucked over because it was done during the writer strike. Yeah. So I will give it that, you know. But yeah, 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 yeah it, 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 it did get sabotaged. Yeah. Yeah, it did have costume shame, and I will say, I will say this: this is this is not an endorsement. But apparently the heroes were born. I think it's like a, just a mini series. I don't think it's actually a series series. Yeah, I'm not totally sure. Yeah, um, but they do have some guys in costumes, guys and girls. And all I will say about the premiere was, no spoilers. It just didn't hold my interest again. So take that for what you will. If you want to watch it, you know, feel free. If you're a fan of heroes, do that. I won't. Yeah, like I said, I won't give you spoilers. I just mention it because it is, it, you know, technically a superhero show. So, but, uh, at least it, it's not worse than the cape. So, <laughs> remember the cape. <laughs> I got a cape. <laughs> it does that show was awful, and it, it, it was weird because it had a pretty good cast, but it was like awful. I remember I watched the first episode, and I, 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 I kind of liked the first episode. I kind of liked it, and then like the second episode, I was like. I'm out. It was like Wesley Crusher. I'm out. <laughs> I watched the whole series somehow, like, and I don't know how. I think it only lasted like seven or eight episodes, and then I was kind of like, man, that was terrible. It certainly deserved to get canceled. But then I was like, oh, poor uh, Keith David is out of a job now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm it, sure he'll find something else. And poor Keith David is out of a job. Damn it. Why are you here at the same time as me? Tight schedule. Hey, were you in the cape? No. Man, but yeah, yeah, the, like, like, yeah, it's it's crazy how many shows we talked about already. Um, and like I said, that's kind of like the renaissance, I guess, we're going through. And I, I'm sure it's it due in part to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it's also going to be good, you know. It, they, like I said, for everything that's like Ages of Shield, that's kind of meh, or you know, like Supergirl, which might be meh. I don't know. Like I, said, I haven't seen it. You have something like Daredevil or Flash that's just really enjoyable. And you have something like Arrow, <clears throat> which if you get invested in, you're you're gonna watch it. You know, you're gonna be involved. And you know, it just it's just different strokes for different folks. You know, I'm sure there's some people who like super spies. I think Angels of Shield is the 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 bomb tits. You know, is like the best thing ever. I mean, it's, it's going into like you know like the third season. So I mean, it's, it's apparently not doing too bad. But uh, yeah, it's like you know, TV shows have progressed so much, and it's just crazy how, how well they're done. Um, and just to like give you a, a wet your appetite for what's coming up, you know, besides Supergirl and all that, know anything that we know anything about. But like we have Preacher coming up soon. Uh, that was a great comic. I love the comic. I know some people don't, but um, I don't know if the show is going to be any good. But we have yeah, we have Preacher. Um, you know, uh, trying to think of anything else that's coming out relatively soon. Legends of Tomorrow. You know, I saw the trailer. I didn't think it looked that bad. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I'm kind of excited for that. So, 
I mean, I think the future looks bright for... Uh... Oh, you know what we forgot to talk about? Or oh. maybe we mentioned it a little, but uh, we didn't talk about Gotham. Oh, uh, that was on purpose. No, no I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you see an abyss and you run toward it. That's not healthy. I'm just doing my job. I, I'll, I'll just, like, quickly, I'll just say, like, I thought Gotham started off weak, and then it got really strong in the middle, and then it ended weak, like, the first season at least. I don't yeah. know, I haven't watched any of the second season yet, but... Yeah, I think... I think they're on episode three, I think. Yeah, I, I think you've mentioned, Tony, where you're like, man, like, by the time, like, Bruce grows up, like, all his... He's gonna be wailing on a bunch of, like, middle to later aged men or whatever. Like, yeah, the, the time frame really throws me. Like, some people m- might mash. Like, Oswald Cobblepot, he's, like, in his, like, 30s now. And, like, Bruce Wayne is in his teens. Oswald's kind of old in the comics. He's like, you know, kind of like an old underground, you know, crime boss. Okay, I can see that. And then you have, like, Two-Face, who's like already like a 20-something or even a 30-something district attorney. I'm like, he's going to be old. You know, <laughs> it's like, like, why would you do that? It's uh, Gotham, it, it kind of, I don't know. <clears throat> the first season, I agree with you, Mike. They're, like in the middle of the season, there's some really fun episodes. They like the start of the series is obviously James Gordon, not just in casting, but how he portrays a role. I really like him as Jim Gordon. You know, he 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 does a good job. I like Har- I like Harvey Bullock. I think uh, yeah, he's very good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I uh, I always forget his name. He was in Ghost Rider. Uh, Jesus, his last name starts with a D, but um. But yeah, he's really fun. He's like he's like a very you know, crotchety. Bullock or? Yeah, Bullock. Yeah. Uh, what's oh, what? Donald Donald Logue. Donald Logue. Yeah, his first name starts with the D. He was yeah, Donald Logue. He was in Blade. I know, like the first Blade. He was in the first Ghost Rider too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that too. And I, I forgot what else I've seen him in, but yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He's fun. Um, I actually don't mind Selena Kyle. And I say this not creepy, but I say this as someone who, like, sees talent. She's a really pretty young girl, and I think she's going to be a big star. I don't know if she'll get it from Gotham, but she's a pretty good actress. I actually like Catwoman. I like Selena Kyle on this. Yeah, yeah she's, but, people. she's very talented, yeah. And, I mean, there there are some – I don't think, like, yeah, what's his name? Ben McKenzie. Like, uh, I mean, he's okay. I didn't think he was that great of an actor until this point where I was like, okay, well he can kind of hold, he kind of holds down the show. And of course, yeah. you know, I love seeing Morena Baccarin on that show. It's Dr. Leslie Tompkins. So like, I was like, for a while I was like joking. I was like, I'm only watching the show to see her basically. But, yeah. I don't care if this sounds creepy, but she's hot. Yeah. <laughs> Super hot. Um, yeah. I, well, I, I think like, and you know, again, this is the Iris West thing. I think probably the biggest attraction for the first season of Gotham is fucking goddamn Fish Mooney. Eh. And, and it, it's not because I don't like Jada Pinkett Smith. It's because, first of all, Fish Mooney is not a character in Batman. She was totally made for the, the show Gotham. And second of all, they were just like, okay, Jada, I'm just letting you know, we only have like 10 pieces of scenery to chew this time. She's like, I want 12. <laughs> she just, oh, yeah, she wants to, yeah. She's kind of, I don't know. Yeah, I'm glad she's not in the show anymore. Even though I'm not, I don't think I'll be watching the second season. But like, I am gl- I'm like, oh, thank God! Like, you know, she fell off a cliff, or now she's gone forever. Like, I was hoping Penguin would like definitively kill her or something. But yeah, I thought that would have been nice. But you know, 
she's like, use up all my fish, moon bye. Um, but, uh, yeah, the the first episode, I like I said, no spoilers, don't worry. It, it started off okay, but I did kind of lose interest already again. Um, you know, for, for, for a contrast, I, I was totally into Sleepy Hollow the first episode, and they didn't even fucking promote that for shit. And I'm like, hell yeah, Sleepy Hollow. So that should tell you, they promote Gotham all to hell. Yeah, Gotham, it is really give what you want. If you're a big fan of police procedural, they actually do do a lot of police procedural on this. If you like Law & Order, you might get into it. If you're a hardcore Batman fan and you don't mind Bruce being a giant fucking pussy, you might like it. Um, <laughs> he's listening to his death metal. He's all depressed and shit. That's hardcore. I'm sad. My parents are dead. Like eight-year-old, yeah. But I'm also disturbed. Yeah, yeah, like whatever. Disturbed isn't even death metal. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> Gotham is like, like I said, like you said, uh, the, 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 you pretty much gave up a good synopsis. It's like, started off week, in the middle was kind of strong, it got better, and then it ended week. So when you end week, it doesn't really get you hyped up for the new season. So I, I like you said, I you said on Bot Talk, it's like, hey, Gotham started a week ago, did anybody see it? <laughs> oh, that's, that's not exactly a ringing in. Yeah, I think, yeah, it was kind of like, uh. I was like, hey, I just realized that Gotham premiered. Did anyone see it? And this was like four days after it premiered. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we'll see where it goes. Uh, it might have the power of Batman. I think it actually did do pretty good ratings. But, unfortunately, I don't give a shit about ratings. I give a shit about, you know, a good show. So, we'll, we'll... Yeah, content. Yeah, exactly. So, we'll, we'll see where it goes. So, um, I'm glad you brought Gotham because... I'm not going to lie, I actually did forget about it. I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah we did forget show. about it. Yes, we did. <laughs> Again, not a good not a good thing for your show. Um, is there any other shows you want to give a shout-out to or anything that, like, you know, might be even, like, slightly geared toward comics that is a TV show, or is that pretty much uh, it for you, sir? Well, I guess Walking Dead kind of counts. I mean, that's a comic, but, I mean... I don't know, the, the official premiere is this coming weekend, and then I guess Fear, the, the spinoff, Fear the Walking Dead, but it's just wrapping up, but I didn't really watch it. But, I mean, I'm not super excited about it. I mean, I, I kind of watch it out of habit now. So. Yeah, yeah. And we have talked about that before, so. Yeah, yeah. so not a big deal. Yeah, but yeah, Walking Dead is, yeah, obviously, like, yeah, one of those, it's very popular, so. Lord knows we don't need to shill it. Um <laughs> But, uh, yeah, yeah, so I, I think that does kind of wrap it up. Um, like I said, if you are a comic fan, there's so many things out there to watch, and you'll probably find it. If you like Grim and Gritty, you, like I said, watch Arrow. If you like Lighthearted, watch Flash. If you want to forget about a show, watch Gotham. You won't remember it tomorrow. But uh, this is one of our uh, – we, we, we like to call them – I want to let you in on some inside scoop. We call them Franken shows. We do shows where we just talk about some random stuff. And on these shows, we like to do something called What's Awesome in Your World This Week. Since it's just me and Mike, I am not going to be an asshole and go first. I want to let Mike tell me what is awesome in his world this week. Um, I guess, uh, I guess I might as well tie into what we were talking about. I mean, I picked up Age of Ultron on uh, Blu-ray. And, uh, between, like, me and me and my roommate, I must have seen it, like, four times, like, over the last week. Because my roommate was has been watching it a couple times, and then I watched it. And, you know, I, I think my official word on that movie is it's okay. I mean, it was overhyped. Yeah. And I think sometimes when things don't live up to expectations, that means in many people's eyes it's just bad. Then, like, 
you know, even though... Yeah, it wasn't bad, though. Yeah, like, I, I think it was just a solid, like, adventure Avengers movie, you know, basically. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was just, like, I, it was kind of like a super high-budget, like, episode of, like, Earth's Mightiest Heroes or something, but, you know, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, and, you know. I don't think it falls into the Iron Man 3 or, you know, Thor's The Dark World in any way, <laughs> shape, or form, you know? Yeah, well, De- I, 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 I defend Thor the Dark World. Like, I think only me, I think me and Derek are the only ones who like that movie, but whatever. Okay. You know. I haven't seen it, so I can't say anything. I, I've seen Iron Man I mean, 3. It's, it's yeah. all right. Like, I, I think, again, it's like, it's sort of like today's world where if it's not, like, super awesome and perfect, it's bad. Like, there's no middle ground or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I remember I, I saw uh, Avengers uh, Age of Ultron in the theaters with my friend Morgan. And she was just like almost nearly orgasmic. She enjoyed the whole thing, the whole ride. And she's not a comic book fan. And it kind of takes that sometimes to be with someone who's not a comic book fan. You're like, this isn't that. That's not bad. I mean, if she's enjoying this, and she was like, and I say this not to make fun of her. I say this because it actually really pleased me. She's like, there's like comics of all these guys, and I'm like, yeah, there is. She's, like, I kind of want to read them, and I'm like, yeah. Dude, what else do you want? Thing. Yeah, it's it's only a good thing if it like gets more people interested in it. So yeah, it did make me feel good. So yeah, yeah, totally awesome thing. Uh, mine is more toy related, but it it does have to do with comics. Um, due to Derek's evil machinations, I've gotten more into Marvel Legends, and I picked up. Uh, they just got released. I I I really like going to Amazon, but sometimes I like going to brick and mortar stores, especially when I pull a fast one. That doesn't involve me being a skeevy bastard. I went to Walmart and they had a sale on the older Marvel Legends, but they put a bunch of new ones on the pegs that were still fifteen dollars. So I got uh, Marvel Now, uh, Iron Man, and the new Vision. And for fifteen bucks, you can't beat it. Yeah, I know, right? Like both was, those figures. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I can, I can see them on my dresser from here. <laughs> nice. Um, Marvel Now, uh, Iron Man. I will say his articulation is a little bit lacking, but he looks badass. It's a really, it's like a really nice sculpt. He looks, yeah, he looks cool. I like the paint apps. And in case you're, you're not aware of what the Marvel Now Iron Man looks like, not going to go into detail, but he's basically black and gold. So he looks, he looks pretty badass. Vision I love. He's very articulated. And I like the fact that he has that open hand because he does those like really ethereal, like I'm the Vision poses really well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you so. can do the, I'm phasing my hand through your chest pose or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the, the only downside of this is beforehand, I just got Blizzard because I really like Blizzard. I, I like pretty much 70s and 80s looks for characters. So I got the chest piece for uh, the Hulkbuster Iron Man. And now I want the whole Hulkbuster. I really want it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I was kind of like looking at it. And I was like, man, that's like substantial. Like, that looks like, you know, a big, beefy, nice like, toy. Yeah, yeah, that's what, like, turned me on. I was like, this is actually, like, a kind of almost old-school bath. This is, like, a big-ass toy, so I, I kind of want to finish him. And on the bright like, side... If, oh, good. If I, can, if I can cave an intruder's skull in with it, then I think it's, like, good enough. Like, <laughs> that's like a nice toy. If I had toy. to grab something... Yeah, if, if, if someone broke into my house and I had to grab something off my shelf really quick, I'd go for the Hulkbuster Iron Man. Yeah, pretty much. He's a big boy, and I don't—I haven't got him finished yet. 
And also, considering they still have most of the wave at the, the Walmart I was talking about for $15, looks like that's going to happen pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. So I'm uh, I'm pretty pretty jazzed about that. So yeah, yeah, totally good comic goodness all around. So um, I think that pretty much wraps up this episode of Fan Holes. I know this is probably going to come out a couple months afterwards, but I really get, I really hope you guys enjoyed our uh, October Fright Fest. We worked really hard on that. I think we had a a lot of fun doing it. So I hope you guys enjoyed our October thing. By the time this comes out, we'll be having a Star Wars month too. And I'm pretty sure we're going to have fun doing that. We're going to, we have yet to start it, but it's going to be probably kind of epic because we we do love Star Wars even if we hit the prequels. Um, sorry, Cruiser Dave. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, besides that, um, out in the fan holes, you can get a hold of us through our uh, email at fanholespodcast at gmail dot com. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on Tumblr. Tumblr has been blowing up, you know. Go to that Tumblr. Look at that stuff. There's a lot of stuff that's on there that's just funny, hilarious, good times. Pretty pictures. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty. So pretty. Um, we're on Twitter. Uh, look, at, Twitter. Look, at, oh, yeah. look at all the pitches, you bitches. <laughs> look at all the pitches, you bitches. <laughs> we're on Stitcher Radio. We're on iTunes. Uh, we, we've been doing a big push for iTunes because if we get ratings on there, it helps. I know it sounds silly, but if you guys listen to us on iTunes... The ratings help and moves us up. It it really does like give us a little bit of boost in our uh, views and our listens. So we love that. Trying to think of anything else. We also have, of course, the fan holes regular podcast. You can see that every time uh, we uh, release a new one. We have Toku Thursdays. We have Sentai Saturdays. Again, we are going to do Sentai Saturdays at some point. I know it's been like a year. It's going to happen. Uh, we have Mobile Suit Mondays. We just finished up uh, Build Fighters. It was just this past week. Great series. I really enjoyed doing that with uh, Derek and Mike. It was so much fun. Transformer uh, Tuesdays, you know, just all this good stuff you can see on the Fan Holes Podcast Network. And, of course, as always, we have a Facebook page, so get a hold of us on there. And I think until then, the only thing I have to say is this is Tony signing off. No witty comment. Really good TV shows. Tony, I don't like wearing this helmet, but if you say so, I will. I made it just for you. Go ahead and do it. <laughs> oh, dick. Go home to your wife and kid. Stay there. What are you doing? Oh. Man? How come Thea and Laurel don't have to wear safety helmets, but I do? Like, I don't get it. <laughs> I think, I think Thea Oliver has a hood. To, like, yeah, Oliver needs to put, like, safety, like, yellow color, like, stripes on Diggles, like, new costumes or something. Awesome, he to, he's like, coming. And he has to put, like, a little, like, orange, like, cap on his dark gun or something. <laughs> I got you! I got you! <laughs> They didn't even tell him it doesn't have darts. He just has to say bang. And like the villains are like, ah, Stiggle, fall over, Stiggle. He's like, Diggle, you're not a superhero, so you need to be protected more. <laughs> Did you get the memo? What? Thursdays and 
Tuesdays. That's for the real superhero meeting. Wednesdays is for like you guys, you and Roy and and Cisco. Like, what can your superhero name be, Digger? It's like the Digger, <laughs> Digmaster, Digmeister. I was thinking about this, Dirt Dig Diggler, <laughs> Dirt Diggler, Dig it. Can you dig it? I really like I really like 80s video games. Can it be Dig Dug? Dig Dignito. Diglet. Yeah, I do like Dignito. Diglet. Trio, trio, trio. Uh, 